Here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Miller and Condon on a Wednesday. Boy, this week is dragging, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Jesus, almost like we have something to look forward to. Uh, not only a long weekend, but, oh, by the way. Uh, anyways, uh, welcome to the program. It's Trent Condon and it's Ken Miller for the next two hours talking sports with you, and we appreciate you uh, spending some of that uh, time here with us. BMW of Des Moines guest list shapes up like this. We're going to hear from Tyler Allen. want to help a colleague out. KXNO's Fantasy Camp. I think it's season three or four for the boys uh, talking fantasy football on Tuesday nights, I want to say. Well, we'll find out because Tyler Allen uh, is going to join us here in about 15 minutes. They've got a big event uh, coming up tonight, so we'll give you the uh, 411 on that one with Tyler, what we can expect to hear on the show. But uh, as much as anything, want to help uh, help one of our uh, colleagues out and try and uh, expand the reach of his show. So we'll do that with Tyler Allen in a few minutes. Then Pete Futek from College Football News will go around college football with Pete Futek. Matt Rudy from Golf Digest is going to react to all the back and forth after Zach Johnson's captain's picks came out yesterday for the uh, upcoming Ryder Cup held in uh, Rome. Uh, so we'll talk to Matt Rudy just before noon at 12.15. The voice of the Minnesota Vikings, uh, Paul Allen, will join us. We'll talk about the 2023 Vikings with PA. Always look forward to our, oh, three or four times seasonally conversations with Paul Allen. This will be the first. Uh, we'll get him in here at 12.15. And then from Minneapolis to Chicago, catch up with the Capman on the Bears and the Cubs and the Brewers will be getting set to play their third game of their three-game set at Wrigley Field. What a classic last night. I mean, mm. one nothing game. The pitching. Had uh, a feel, it, didn't it? It did, Trent, yeah. didn't it? It was, and one that uh, even when Hard Knocks came on at 9 o'clock, I wasn't even tempted at all. I'm, I'm watching the end of this bad boy. Burns was unbelievable. Yeah, My was. God, he was good last night. So was Steele. So was the bullpen for the Cubbies. Good game. The Brewers have made runs. Yeah. They have the pitching. Yep. They have a rotation that can match up with most anybody. Yep. Do they have the sticks? I, that's the question, Trent. There's something missing about the team. I agree with you as I was you know, going over, my, going over, in, over in my mind. I don't have a Brewers ticket at all. Mm-hmm. Um because I just there's just something missing on this team. Yeah, I think they're going to ultimately win the division. That's not going that far out on the limb. They are in front. The Cubs' schedule, my God, it's daunting. Talked about that yesterday on uh, my second shift. Trent. Oh, really? Did the drive with Heather. Oh, okay. Uh, but we talked about um, yeah the Cubs' schedule. I, I didn't realize it was as daunting as it is. I mean, one playoff team after another, with the exception of the Rocks in there. But, um, yeah, the Brewers look as though they're probably going to prevail. But, man, this Cubs team is fun to watch. And uh, a really good game last night. Jan Gomes throwing out Yelich at second base. Well, Yelich was 27 out of 29 or something, Boog Shambi said, and just gunned him down. That was a huge play in that baseball game. It was fun. one nothing. I'm into it. RBI ground six to get things started. You think it. that was going to hold up? Oh, yeah, Trent, didn't you? <laughs> right. But I will tell you, just watching Steele, 15-3 and three now. Yeah. I know records don't matter. Yeah, but that, that one, though, it really, uh-huh. really does. And and more innings pitched. I mean, this is a career high for him, innings pitched. He's still got another month. Hopefully more. Yeah, hopefully more. Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? Uh-huh. Get us to the middle of October. Yeah, win a series. Great. Yeah, win a series. Get in there. Twins. Get into the DS. Mm-hmm. 
Twins and Cubs potentially have that uh, possibility of carrying the regional flag here for KX and Florida. And if that the happens, the Iowa Northwestern game at Wrigley Field will not be happening. Oh. Yeah. Because the Cubs likely would have home field advantage over the Twins. And that means that... Oh, if they play in the World Series, in the World they get Series. that far. Yes. Now, what would they have to make that determination? Uh, if the Cubs get to... Well, Ryan Fields, not, I've, got to, I've got to think it's open. Right. right. And they just do that. Yeah, just slide it over there. And probably attendance is about the same. Well, I'll tell you, there's no rooftops no. at Ryan Field. No. So you're SOL. Right. <laughs> and all those people that, uh, that Circa Illinois uh-huh. have going over to join us uh, when we're there, would you stay? Uh, good question. You know, Terry got a play like, ticket you know, why we, one way. Yeah, why, why are we having this discussion? Yeah. It's not going to be the Twins and the Cubs in the World Series. <laughs> it might. Let I us dream can, a little bit, Ken right. Miller. All right. I'm starting So up. Tara's coming over? She's going to fly over. Because you're she driving over a, Thursday? Yeah. She found a one-way right that leaves much. like right after school uh, Friday. Yeah. Like leaves at like 515. Yeah. Perfect. So American and United. And it was like 82 bucks. That's it? Yeah. I was huh. like, whoa. Yeah. That was an eye-opener. I said, well, right. yeah, absolutely jump on that. You can't get there and gas that. No, you can't. <laughs> just... When you factor in the tolls. <laughs> right. Absolutely. That you speed through and then get that thing in the mail. Oh, speaking of that, yeah, I got to get that set up. Yeah, you do. Yes. Very important. Yes, it is. Very, very important. But that is a long way down the road. Let's hope we have to worry about yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, going either way, whether the game is at Wrigley and there's 99.9% chance it will be. All right. So uh, that was, I think, the baseball highlight. I mean, the kid in San Francisco losing mm-hmm. the no-hitter with two out in the ninth inning. Uh, it wasn't a cheapie, but boy, I thought the right fielder had a chance to yeah. throw up his glove, threw uh-huh. up his arm, stretched as far as he could and couldn't quite haul it in. So baseball, as it usually does, it's not going quietly and just getting out of the way for King football when September rolls around. One more note, and the only reason I was watching this is because I had a bet on it, but did you see the Padres lose again last night? I did not. In extra innings. Okay, so whatever. They're a bad team. They're mm-hmm. a huge disappointment. Mm-hmm. Yada, yada, yada. You know what the record is in extra innings this year? I think it's putrid. Um, what is it? 0-11. Oh, well, it was that bad. The second worst mark in MLB history. Only the 1969 Astros, who went 0-12, have been worse than their 0-11. So the Padres have a chance to set a record in 2023. How about this? The odds of losing 11 straight, if you assume that it's a 50-50 extra inning proposition. What in 2000 mm-hmm. to lose 11 straight of these games? The Padres are 6-21 and in one-run games, and there's a reason... Well, you look at the run differential, how they, is this bad? It's right there. One-run games, 6-21 and 21 mm. in one-run games, and that's a huge reason why the Padres have been such a big disappointment. All right, one more baseball note, <clears throat> just because I've never seen it before. What the Angels did yesterday, essentially just putting everybody um, on oh, waivers. Oh, yeah. I mean, just incredible. You can pluck all of them. Most of them, certainly half of them, came over at the trade deadline as they went all in. They kept Otani. Thought, look at this isn't second guessing. I thought it was the wrong move when when they did it. Uh, it's going to backfire on them. They gutted what was already a bad farm system. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, this Angels team. And if they lose Otani, what's Trout going to do? He's not going to want to play for the uh, Colorado Rockies of the American League. We have the not LA Angels. We have not seen like we see certainly in the NBA a player demanding to get out. Have we seen that in baseball at this at the level we see in the NBA? No, no, because they orchestrate things in the NBA, yes. and they're usually pretty successful at getting that done. Can Mike Trout be that guy? He's got to be. 
If you I mean if he wants to, if he wants to participate in postseason, he's they Phil- gutted their farm system, Trent. He's a Philadelphia guy, exactly. And man, I want to go home. Mm-hmm. I want to finish my career at home. Mm-hmm. And he can do that. Yep, he has that power. And we talk about the baseball union and how powerful it is. The same agents work in the NBA and in Major League Baseball. We're talking about what? There's three major agencies that have probably what eighty percent of the so. professional athletes out there, and it hasn't happened. Trout, does he have that clout? He's known as a good guy. He's yep. known as a guy that's pretty unassuming. But to some point, you've got to be fed up. Right, absolutely. And you just go that route. So the Angels do this to try to stay under the tax threshold. Right. For the month of September. Giolito, Matt Moore, Ronaldo Lopez. Randall Grichik. And Hunter Renfro. And if they all go, then mm-hmm. they stay under the tax threshold. And, and save a couple bucks. Some of the Twins reporters that I follow on X, still weird to yeah, say. It is. Um, are speculating that there's one of these one at least one of them might end up in a Twins uniform. I don't know. We'll, we'll see because they're gonna they're gonna have, and and they're eligible for postseason. Yeah, which is because uh, when I first saw it, I wasn't sure that that was the case, but they're going to be uh, eligible for postseason. Anyways, let's get to football uh, from yesterday. The uh, press conferences were Campbell's was happening when we're on the air. Ferentz was after we got off the air. Any takeaways from either of those? Well, certainly you got to start at the quarterback position at Iowa State. Well, I think you got to start at the quarterback position both for both. Places, but right? yeah. let's go to Iowa State first here. What do you read into one guy that has been on campus, though he went through spring practice in J.J. Mm-hmm. Cole, a mm-hmm. freshman, and another guy in Rocco Becht, that is it just a belief that Cole is, he's got the bigger upside. Think the ceiling, yeah. And it probably just makes more sense to go that route. And if he goes in there and he's overwhelmed, okay, then, then we'll go back to Rocco and he'll be our guy, at least for the yeah. foreseeable future. And if things get away and we're sitting, we're going into November and we're, Three and seven. Okay, then we'll give it. You know, the last mm-hmm. couple of games, something like that. But is that? Do you believe the thought process behind this? Or I'm just surprised that Rocco Beck has not won this job. I am too, Trent, and I don't know if that's uh, a condemnation on Rocco Beck or the fact that JJ Cole has yeah. you know taken the steps, and because of the fact that, as you mentioned, he was there for for spring football. I don't know. I don't know what Campbell was referring to when he talked, and I'm paraphrasing about elite respect amongst our teammates for both of the quarterbacks. Um, another one of the buzzwords. Yeah, another one of the buzzwords, I guess. But um, yeah, that's it's kind of surprising that here we are on Wednesday, and there's they're going to, I guess, determine today and tomorrow will be they're going right down to the wire. Mm-hmm. And normally they don't uh, because this isn't the week before game week. This is days leading up to game day. Uh, so we'll see. I still think it's going to be Beck. If I had to bet my money, I would say Rocco Beck is under center or in the shotgun uh, when Iowa State gets the ball with their first possession on Saturday uh, afternoon. But um, minus one fifty favorite and Cole yeah, plus one thirty. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Sounds about right. I think that sounds about right. Now, conversely, over in Iowa City, uh, Cade Mc, uh, McNamara has been cleared to Cade practice. Mac, to practice. Cade McNamara wants to play. Yes, he does. Um, Kirk Ferentz has said that they're going to watch it very closely, to anticipate, and um, make a decision. I think after what I heard yesterday, that I'm in the camp of it's more unlikely. That he plays this weekend. Yes, no prop on Cade McNamara. Will he start? Won't he start? Yeah. You would have the no as the favorite. I would. Slight plus 120 or minus 120. A little bit higher, I think. Oh, yeah. a little bit higher. Maybe yeah. in that 150 to yeah. the 130 round. Okay. Yeah. All right. He's going to try. 
He's going to go out there. This is a guy that played with broken ribs in high school. Mm-hmm. This is a guy that played with a separated shoulder at mm-hmm. Michigan. This is a guy that is an absolute grinder. But if it's an injury that can aggravate, it's an injury that can linger. If another week is something that really is going to help him heal, then I think you have to go that route. Yeah, I do too. It's Utah State. Yep. They were better at the end of last mm-hmm. season. Blake Anderson's a good coach. Mm-hmm. Did good work down at Arkansas State. Yep. And the story, if you don't know the story of Blake Anderson, losing his wife, yeah. losing his father it's shortly awful. after, he, he has battled mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. throughout his uh, career off the field and what he is. And just a really good guy. People in the coaching community really respect. But Utah State, not very good. That good a punter. Kirk said that yesterday. <laughs> that quote. Oh, man. And, of course, social media went absolutely crazy with that. Yes, they did. Folks that weren't betting on Iowa now added Iowa to their card for Saturday. (laughs) Gabe knows Gabe, right? Yeah. Kirk Ferris is talking about another punter. You know, it's going to be a good one. Oh, my gosh. Um, You know, what what would be the downside? Because Cade McNamara, this injury may pop up again. Mm -hmm. What's the downside of giving Deacon Hill a start? I mean, obviously, the fans that are in attendance, they didn't buy they didn't they didn't buy their tickets to see Deacon Hill. No, right? They bought their tickets to see the Hawkeyes first of all, but they want to see Cade McNamara as their guy. Um, what would be the downside starting Hill? I don't see one because you feel with Devin Deacon Hill that you can win this football game. Mm-hmm. Now you might not score a lot of points. You might have to win it seventeen to three, but you're going to win the football mm-hmm. game. That's at least the hope. What if you go this route? Emergency only. He's dressed. Cade McNamara. Cade McNamara's dressed. In a save us in a save us right. scenario. But all of a sudden it's it's halftime. There I was down thirteen three. Can all you right, can you even see a scenario like that? Yeah. I can't. Pick six, scoop and score, couple short fields. Yeah. We'll move the football a little bit. All of a sudden, all right, ten three at the half. Sports, it's, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Sports, right? Did you see Iowa struggling down three to two against South Dakota State last year? No. No, I yeah, did there not. Was was yeah. that the year that they almost lost to Ball State? Yeah, yeah there's those games mm-hmm. do happen. They lost down Northern Illinois. They have Western Michigan back in the day. They've had plenty of those. Was the Western Michigan game the last game of the year? That was right? yeah, yeah. Whose last game was that? What running was that? Sean Green's last year? No, that was Albert Young. Albert Young. That's yes. who it was. Yeah, he left the field to a chorus of boos, mm-hmm. and then we're booing him. No, there were. The Fat Cats, I believe, came out after that. Is that what it was? That, yeah. That's when Fat Cats that was, was born, Fat Cats, huh? yep. After that one. Kirk's had a lot that have stuck around for Yeah, a while, they they? have. The fart lines, an all-timer, <laughs> trying to muster yes, one up yes. at a bowl game in Phoenix, right? Was it, yeah. I think it was. It had to be Phoenix. Well, either they're out of Tampa. That's usually I the think, two options. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's a really good point. <laughs> uh, and that's where they're ticketed. Uh, no, Citrus is where? Orlando. Orlando. So that's where you see most speculation amongst the Hawks in their bold destination. But I think it I makes know. more sense emergency situation. Yeah, I think dress so them out. Mm-hmm. If it is close, mm-hmm. see what Deacon could do. Rely on the running game. Rely on the offensive line. Go that route. See if that run game can get going. The new wide receivers. You got shiny toys, and yep. just go that direction. One. Uh, by, by the way, Deacon Hill's listed at two hundred and fifty-eight pounds. If he's two fifty-eight, I'm under two hundred. And you know that's not the case. Really? So he's bigger than 250? Oh, yeah. What do you think he goes? 270? 265? North? North of that? I think that dude's 280. I got to get my eyeballs on him. This is, I mean, he's listed at 258. And there's pictures of him, like seeing him, there, there's pictures where he looks even bigger. Now, huh. has he lost some weight? Maybe since. There's a picture of him when he was at Wisconsin. He played at the end of a blowout. I think it was against New Mexico State. 
didn't even throw a pass in the game, but and he just looks monstrous. I mean, he looks like an offensive lineman. <laughs> and it might have been just the still picture or whatever it is, but yeah. that one just continues to linger. How in my tall mind. was the hefty lefty? Was Lorenzen 6'6, six, 6'5? Six, six, because he had he, some height. He too, was did tall. He not? Yeah. Right. Um, now he, he was pushing. He, he, he's three bills. Oh, absolutely. I got to figure. Um, so if he's 270, 6'2, 6'3, however tall he is. How about. Uh, Kirk, did you read the transcript and Kirk's comments I when haven't. he was talking about Deacon? No. What did he say? He uh, he said, let me find it here. I got the quote in my notes. Quote, he's the biggest quarterback I've been around, at least pound per inch. Is that what he said? <laughs> That's pretty good. Salty Kirk. Pound per inch. <laughs> I wonder if you've been saving that one for a while. I, I haven't heard pound for inch. Bring me here with your pound for pound. Uh, best fighter, pound for pound, whatever. Fill in your sport, pound for pound, pound for inches. A new one on me. That's that's pretty, uh, that's pretty darn good. Um, Campbell had a good one at the uh, press conference yesterday when he was asked about Jace Gilbert, who um, is not listed on the on the depth chart for Iowa State's kickers, and he mentioned he said to something along the lines, Jace Gilbert. Yeah, we got a, we've got a kicking plan for Jace. We got a kicking plan. Sounds like the plan is not to play him. Practice. <laughs> that that sounds like that's the plan. But Helping we out the, the kick and punt returners sure, in but, practice. But the, the plan is not to play him. You're not on the too deep. Not on the too deep. But I did get a kick out of that line uh, from, from Campbell from yesterday. Oh, football season. It's here. It's here. And oh, we're it's back so much to normalcy. Fun. You know, now we get the, the just getting back to normal. It's, it feels great. Yeah, we are and we aren't. We've still got that. What year is he in? Has he got one year left? Has he got two years left? Well, we're coming to the end of that, and I'm not minimizing the fact that they were given an extra year. They all should have been uh, for entertaining us in the throes of a pandemic, whether you want to call it that or not or think it was a big deal or not. Uh, it shut down, and there was very little sports entertainment, and the student-athletes uh, took the field and were rewarded, and rightly so, with an extra year of eligibility, but soon we'll be back five to play four. Uh, Jack is with us. Jack, what's on your mind, Jack? Boys, I, I, I got to disagree. I think they're going to trot McNamara out because there's no way Brian Ferentz wants to start <laughs> a game uh, under 25 points. There's no way. I, I figure, what, you give him one, two series, maybe they score. Yeah. Maybe he goes uh, four for six with 80-some yards and they sit him down. There's no way they got they want to start this year under that 25-point threshold. Jack, you know, it's funny because since, since I've said that, you've called. I've got two texts mm-hmm. from people that, that think I'm crazy, Same. and they bring up Brian Ferentz and the 25 points. <laughs> Jack, you're not alone. You're, you're not, not alone in that thinking. And, and it's a good point. Yeah. If you can go Thanks, out there. Thanks, Jack. Appreciate the call. You're not going to have a lot, a lot of waggles, not a bunch of bootlegs. There's no quarterback draws. Yeah, yeah. We're going to simplify it, but we're going to – Get him a few reps. We yep. If he's practicing, we feel like he can throw the ball effectively as long as there isn't pressure in the pocket and he has to kind of scramble out of the way. And if it does, just go down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Live to fight another day. Right. Uh, has the Circa number changed at all? It's a great question. Because uh, Circa has a, a prop. Um, will Iowa average 25 points as a team, not just as an offense, 25 mm-hmm. points uh, a team? Uh, this year, and uh, you can bet that at Circus Sports. Uh, Tyler Allen, we'll get to you in just a second here. I'm going to put you on hold. It is right where it was. So the Sam, over is yep. minus 160, meaning you have to bet 160 to win 100, and the no or under 
plus 140. I wonder what kind of play it's getting. That's a great question. That'll be well, a we'll Mike Palm. We'll talk to Mike Palm at our Mediacom show, and then he'll be with us on Friday, 11.30 for Palm uh, going forward. If you'd like to listen to Mike Palm on this program on Fridays uh, for football season, his time slot has moved up uh, to 11.30. Let's get Tyler Allen in here, uh, one of the co-hosts of the uh, KXNO Fantasy Camp. Tyler Trenton, Ken, year three or four for your, fan- your, for your fantasy football show, Tyler? It is our third year, and I am the defending champion ah. right now. All right, a little bragging Who'd rights. Who'd you beat in that championship game? I, I beat UTC, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to let you bring that up. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's second place, not too bad. Oh, uh, that's not good. Not at all, not at all. So, Tyler, what have you got going? I know you're out on the road tonight to launch the third year of KXO Fantasy Camp. So a couple of questions here uh, together. When does the show normally air? Uh, in um, uh, day and time, and then what have you got going tonight as you take the show on the road to launch the 2023 season? Yeah, it's going to be Wednesday from 7 to 8 uh, throughout the season. We had a chance to go back to Tuesdays after Cyclone season, but just keep it on one day. Every Wednesday, 7 to 8. Tonight we'll be at game day at 3800 Merle Hay Road uh, in Des Moines. Uh, from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m., we'll be on the air from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. And uh, come down. That's the only way you can get into the league. And if you want to show us some of your personality, go for it. You know, come up and say, you know, some wacky joke. You might get chosen. Game day is a really cool place, too. It's got the arcade in the back, great food. Is really it enjoy actually it. actually in the mall itself? Yeah, it's attached like the back of okay. the mall, if you will, uh, kind of on that yep. side. to be on the south side is where the entrance is for it. Really enjoy it. Take the kids so there So is that the Yonkers end? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. You, you, it's right next to Flicks, Ken, and the Target. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, kind of back in that corner All right. is where it is. But really cool spot. You guys are going to have a great time fantasy football. So, well, Mr. Champion, what do you got? What's your tips? What are you looking at? Who are some guys that you're looking to target this year, Tyler? There's two tight ends that I'm really high on this year, and their ADP is ridiculous, and it's Chigozium Okonkwo out of Tennessee and Juwan Johnson out of New Orleans. Those guys are in great positions where they're at in their offenses. I like the New Orleans guy a little better, Johnson just because I think Tennessee's offense is not really going to be that great this year. But Johnson's a great safety valve. He's got a better quarterback, and he turned it on in the second half of the year last year. So if you don't get your Kelsey or your Kittle or your Andrews, wait until the last round. Chances are Jawan Johnson's going to be there for you. What uh, round will Jared Stidham, the heir apparent to Broncos quarterback, uh, be drafted in? <laughs> He's not going to be drafted again. <laughs> I, I would say the uh, 19th round, and since we only have 16th, 16 rounds in the draft. I don't know if he's going to get picked All right, up. so all kidding aside, will Russell Wilson get chosen? I think he will t- uh, on Sunday. I think somebody will go for him. I-, I think he's got a good bounce back year this year, but, again, last year really soured him on uh, on a lot of people on Russell Wilson. So we'll see. Uh, I think there's a 50% chance, I'd say. Yeah. All right. He'll be a backup for somebody. Is that what it will? Yeah. Dra- Somebody's got to buy you, throw him in. Yeah. You drafted Jerry yeah. Judy? How'd that work out? I drafted Jerry Judy the day before he got hurt for like weeks, and they won't put him on uh, O. No. He's on Q. I can't put him on my IR. Trent, you know what that's like. I, I do. That Sounds much. like he's going to be yeah. back week two or three. He's, a, he's ahead uh, of schedule, good. so uh, we shall see. Uh, first player oh. chosen in the draft will be? Justin Jefferson. Absolutely. Gee. Hands down. So it didn't always running backs go first. Like, oh, absolutely. I, For a long, long time. It's, it was. And it's changed now. I mean, obviously, it's going to change. The with, bell cow is gone. Yes. It's and with so many teams. by committees. Yeah. Yep. You know, and Tyler, another thing, and remind me of what our rules are, PPR, points per reception leagues, have started to also change. That's been something that 
over the last decade, almost every fantasy league has a point per reception. Can the days that you're talking about, mm-hmm. that wasn't the case. And that also made running backs a lot more valuable. Right. What's the uh, scoring right, rules yeah. for this uh, this draft and for people heading out to game day that want to get signed up tonight? Give us a little overview of what the league is going to look like, how many teams, and some of the different quirks in the And rules. does it cost to get into this league, or is it just bragging It rights? doesn't. It doesn't. Just bragging rights. Um, I buy the trophy at the end of the season. There's 10 teams in the league. Uh, TC, um, AD, uh, Nick Osen from 24-7 Sports is awesome, came on with us this year. Jay Silver is another guy that works over there. Steph and Elisa do the Title IX podcast out of Ames. They yeah. share a team. And then we'll have three listeners plus uh, Nathan and I. And uh, it's just your standard PPR league. Um, obviously, it's going to be viewable to the public. Uh, I will put that up on Twitter. So if uh, any listeners want to see, check out the draft on Sunday or whatever, I'll, I'll put that up so they can watch it. Good stuff, Tyler Allen. Six to nine on the air, seven to nine, seven o'clock on Wednesday nights going forward. KXNO Fantasy Camp, year number three. Uh, give us the, the location again, game day, and it's on. Would that be the southwest corner, you guys talking? I think so. Yeah, it's kind of that back where the Buccaneers Arena is supposed to be eventually. Yeah, which is now, I guess, in peril. Right? Well, they got a spirit yeah. Halloween store going in there for now. Yeah, Do they. they? Got a- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tyler, uh, good luck with the show. Happy that you guys have made it to year three. Uh, keep up the great work there and uh, enjoy the NFL fantasy season. Thank you, Tyler. Allen. Absolutely. All right. Thank you guys for having me on. Yeah. and so much appreciative. Have a great day, guys. All right. Good to talk to you, Tyler. I'm the only guy I know uh, that actually has a Winnipeg Jets ball cap. Oh, yeah. It's a rarity. It is a rarity. Uh, we'll take a time out. We'll talk college football when we come back. Uh, Pete Futek will join us. Matt Rudy's going to be here. Some of the blowback. Zach Johnson uh, is get coming his way. Um, did you expect it? No, not like this. I didn't either. JT 6-2-1 and one in Ryder Cap matches. Uh-huh. I know he's been terrible this yeah, year. Yeah, he has been. And, Somebody and, pointed out to me, Ian Poulter's been awful. He's always on the Euro team. Right. And he leads the way. There's just uh, there's horses for courses. If you're taking a veteran, I think the Justin Thomas is a fine no. choice. We'll, uh, we'll talk to Matt Rudy at uh, 10 minutes before noon. It's Miller and Condon underway on a Wednesday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Des Moines Sports Station, 106. Ah. Hi, Miller and Kong, and welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Let's talk to Pete Futek, collegefootballnews.com, collegefootballnews.com. Uh, they've got a bunch of their NFL Week 1 predictions already up on the front page as well, but a ton of stuff, as always, at collegefootballnews.com. And Pete joins us. Pete, Trent, and Ken, thank you once again uh, for joining us here in Des Moines. How are you, Pete Futek? I'm surviving and advancing. We're here. And a boy. Know, this is it. This is it, you know. It's you know it for the rest of the year, hopefully, and hopefully everything keeps rolling, goes well. Uh, that uh, you know we're we're in the midst of football season, so 
yeah, let's get this thing going already. Absolutely. Well, we got a little small sampling of it last week, and I get it, it's only a small sampling, um, but everybody's watching the the, the running clock, etc. Um, what the, what did you see? There were like three, maybe th- just over three was the average of fewer plays per game. Was it noticeable to you, Pete, when you were watching last weekend? Yeah, I'm surprised it's that that much fewer. Is that really what it is? It's only three fewer plays per game because three point four something, something like that. Yeah, it had that has to be wrong. It just felt like it because look, it's a problem. You know, college football, as much as we all love it, is between the nine hour halftime and uh, the clock stoppage. It's a it turned into a four and a half hour slog, and so they tightened this thing up, which. It's better for people like me who want to watch a million games and want to keep watching over and over again. Uh, but I get it if, if you're not used to it and it's all of a sudden a quicker pace, everything's a little faster. This is going to matter. I, I just I think that you're going to see going forward, it, it's going to be harder and harder for the teams that can't convert on third downs. And I'm going to be really interested in seeing how the correlation comes between time of possession third down conversions, and who wins. Because there's going to be like an army from Michigan or someone who grinds out the ball. Someone's going to have a 15-minute drive. They just, I mean, you can just kind of see it coming where you just kind of have the ball, and it's going to be harder and harder for teams to make big comebacks. So when you saw in Notre Dame Navy, there was no way Navy could have ever come back in that game. I mean, it, it was over because they can't, they're not going to have the ball enough. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this thing plays out. Just one matchup between ranked teams this weekend. It'll come on mm-hmm. Sunday evening, and what a game it is. Oof. LSU against Florida State. Of course, we saw it a year ago. We didn't know how good LSU or Florida State was going to be at the game. We got an entertaining game, and both teams turned out to be pretty good. Now the expectations are there. What do you expect to see Sunday night? Uh, it's a playoff game. I mean, yeah. it's a little, you see what they have coming next. We still Until next year... Next year, everything changes. Next year, you can go 10-2 and and get in. Until proven otherwise, you can't get into the 14 college football playoffs with multiple losses. And, you know, with what's coming next, I'm not wavering off my belief that LSU is just better. And LSU was better last year, but they needed that tune-up versus Duquesne that Florida State got. Uh, And we'll see, because for all the Florida State love, and it's warranted, they're talented. They got a whole lot more through the transfer portal. They only beat one team that finished with a winning record over that finishing kick last year. And that was against Syracuse. I mean, Oklahoma in the bowl, they finished with six and seven. Uh, uh, Florida finished six and seven. So they, they were good. They didn't play a bunch of killers. I think the LSU lines are going to take over pretty fast in this. And I'm kind of under the belief that Florida State is closer to being two and two to start the season. They got to go to Clemson mm-hmm. than they are to being four and oh in this massive team. So, uh, obviously, it's going to be entertaining. Lots of talent on that field. I, I'm going to kind of side on the SEC side here. Well, let, let's uh, let's go to Monday night. Um, well, our weekend will end with Clemson on the road against Duke. When the schedule first came out, I thought, good God, that's the best that they can come up with. But you know what? Duke had a really good season in, by their standards last year. Might this game be better than you know some of us originally, myself included, thought the, originally thought it was going to be? Yeah, by anybody's standards, it was a good. This is a good team. I mean, they they've got players. They're very good, and they've got crazily enough, probably the maybe the best pro prospect on the field. If everyone starts to buy into Riley Leonard, their quarterback, 
who might Daniel Jones up and be the next Duke guy who comes from someone out of nowhere to be a top 10 overall pick. So they've got players, they've got it at home, but this Clemson team's a monster. It, it just, the defensive talent on that side, it is an NFL prospect who's who of guys, especially on the line. Uh, you're right. It, it's been Monday night games. Oh, and Labor Day night always seems to fizzle. It always seems like it's like Ole Miss or Clemson or someone comes out and wins 55 to 10 or something. And just, I, Duke will be fine for a while, and then Clemson's going to Clemson up. I am, I'm thinking that this Clemson team, if anything, is being underrated for being Clemson. It gets kind of forgotten if they don't gack away that South Carolina game in the fourth quarter last year. They're off of the college football playoff, and Ohio State's out. So they're better this year. So I kind of think this is where the Tigers kind of flex a little muscle in front of a national audience. Primetime matchup on Saturday. It's a great one for us as we're at the crossroads of the Big Ten and the Big 12. West Virginia going against Penn State. Penn State, big expectations coming into the year. Drew Aller continues to dominate the headlines, what he could potentially be. Neil Brown trying to save his job at West Virginia. Your thoughts on each of those teams individually. How high are you on Penn State? And does Neil Brown have enough to even get to bowl eligibility and save his job? I don't know why you scheduled this game. I, if you're the, like, look, we're, we're, we're grousing about the bad matchups in week one, and rightly so. But what do you, if you're West Virginia, schedule someone, you know, look at where you schedule the Duquesnes and the, you know, the Central Cream Puff. You, you don't start against Penn State. That just, that just means bad things are going to happen. And look, you're right. The expectations are there. You know, talent wise, they're not quite where Ohio State is. They're not quite Michigan, but they're, the expectations are, yeah, get to 11 and 1 Penn State. You're, they're the third best team in the Big Ten at worst going into this season. West Virginia, though, has an interesting mix. Their lines are good enough. The offensive line is going to be uh, pretty powerful in this game. And this is going to be a wee bit of a test in terms of, I hate using this word because I sound like Jesse Palmer, but physicality for Penn State because they're going to get beaten on a little bit here. So let's see because you're right. All the pressure is in the, on the, in the world is on this high-octane Penn State team with all this talent. Everyone's been waiting for Drew Aller to see what he can do. Uh, Sunday morning, yes, Sunday morning, there's a Big Ten game. Now, again, it's Rutgers in Northwestern. But, Pete, my question is, if you heard anything along the lines is that uh, real estate, um, that television real estate is going to belong to the Big Ten uh, in uh, coming Labor Day weekends, could you see a Big Ten game parked there every Sunday going forward? Is this Rutgers Northwestern game kind of a, you know, a test, if you will? Remember, and I, I, I'm sorry to use this you know, this term around uh, your parts, but uh, betting money don't 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 care where, who's playing. Sunday morning, there's a football game on. There's people are going to get on their apps and mm-hmm. figure out uh, Rutgers versus Northwestern, and people are going to watch because of it. But yeah, it's, look, the Big Ten's going to take over the world. I mean, forgetting this game and everything, I it's the it, it. I think it's kind of being underplayed. Uh, this whole idea of going forward. Oh well, it's the Big Ten and the SEC and everybody else. No, no, uh, uh-uh. it's the Big Ten and it's everybody else because the media rights money that's going to be coming from the Big Ten with these deals. There's the potential to double what the SEC teams are going to make. The SEC screwed this up, by the way. But uh, it, it's going to be in terms of business, in terms of reach, in terms of everything else. Big Ten is going to be the powerhouse. So, yeah, it's it's going to even the Rutgers versus Northwestern thing is going to seem you know at least like something because it's going to be hyped up that way. Mm-hmm. 
We talked about a lot of the big games on the schedule. What else intrigues you this weekend? What other games have your eye at least before they kick off? Yeah, I just I'm I'm really kind of curious to see one how again going back to this how does this how does the clock play out how mm-hmm. does like who really benefits from this because there, there's there's a small sample size but what we saw in the first week is even San Diego State who has no offense whatsoever. We lose Pete. I think we did. Just wham. Disappeared. He did disappear. All right. Well, that was Pete Futek, and we appreciate Pete. Uh, we'll send him a text and thank him for the contribution. But, yeah, we have lost him, so uh, we'll come back. Yeah, I could see, look, uh, Thursday night, the Big Ten is, it seems like Minnesota owns that spot. Although Indiana and Ohio State played, didn't they, on a Thursday, or was that a Friday? Yeah, A couple of years ago was the Thursday, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Big Ten, when, you know, when there wasn't a week zero kind of... Um, claim that spot i could see them taking that early window on sunday and making that their own couldn't you i mean i'm not saying that i want to see iowa there on sunday morning right but i could see that but it's right the people are gonna watch well it's gonna and it's gonna be probably the indianas the maryland's the ruckers the north the lower tiers i would think that's the direction you're going to go you're you're gonna stay in our conference but you got to pay a big 10 tax week one is on sunday morning and it might be yeah washington maryland Washington goes out there. You get a week okay. jump start. All you right. can go out there a day or two early. Yeah, Oregon, Rutgers. Okay. When you're going to play one of those games, do it early, right? Yeah. Give the guys a little bit more time. Yeah. When you're going to go that direction, that would be something I think that would make sense. Mm-hmm. Get some of those goofy games, those weird ones, and when the travel court isn't as impactful right. in week one. That's not a bad idea. It's not. I, I think that... Uh, I'm... And we get a triple header that day. We do because we've got obviously the the uh, the big one at night, and there's a game. Um, San Jose State plays somebody. Oregon State. Oregon State does. Yeah, Oregon State. What was it? Uh, was it any good? Uh, I don't remember. Against San Jose State on okay. the road at San Jose State. Okay. Beavers favored by sixteen in the hook. Uh huh. Not bad. It's football. That's, so that's CBS. So there's two on CBS. Back to backers on CBS, and then. The big one on ABC. And that West Virginia-Penn State game you're talking about on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. It's NBC. Is there going to be a settlement between now no. and Saturday? No. Now and a week from tomorrow? Maybe. Because that's when the curtain goes up on NBC. Yes. Um, but remember, Next Star, they don't just own NBC stations. No, that's true. Across the country. Yeah, so true. though this is impactful here... Mm-hmm. This is not like it's something across the country. Well, we're not the only market that's experiencing this shutdown, right? Right, right. It's next star across the country, but it might be an ABC affiliate here and a CW mm-hmm. there and and an ABC. It just Oh, so I see what you're saying. Yes. So let's say Next Star owns one in Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. It's an ABC. So they're without ABC. Right. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. So it's not all NBC stations. Gotcha. It's all Next Star stations that they own different things in different markets. Mhm. That would that would lead me to believe that there would be more pressure to solve this, because it's not just NBC that's carrying the flag. It's, you would think so, huh? 
I didn't know that, Trent. It's 11.45. We will talk about uh, golf, Ryder Cup golf. Matt Rudy going to join us. Uh, His friend, Hank Haney, he had something to say about the choices. He thinks it's back to being the good old boys club. Zach Johnson, uh, not the most popular guy in some circles this uh, past weekend, or this past uh, day, rather. Uh, We'll talk to Matt Rudy about that. Paul Allen, the voice of the Vikings. David Kaplan on the Bears and the Cubs in Hour 2. Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.5. Hillary Condon, welcome back to Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Well, when it comes to golf, we go to our guy, Matt Rudy, GolfDigest.com. Zach Johnson made his captain's picks yesterday. The Euros will do similar. Uh, Tuesday, is it next week, Trent? That sounds I right. Think Tuesday yeah. of next week. Did, did you get the song I was playing here? I Misunderstanding? Uh, with, with, with Zach Johnson. <laughs> yeah, like well that. done. Uh, Matt, uh, boy, I guess I didn't expect maybe the blowback that uh, the Dak Johnson's decision have caused. Keegan Bradley, uh, your buddy Hank Haney had something to say about still a good old boys club, or I'm paraphrasing something along that. Uh, did you expect the blowback, Matt, after Zach Johnson made his picks? Well, broadly, yeah, just because the whole live PGA Tour experience has gotten people used to getting the knives out about things. And so I think there's more of an edge to any of the conversation just because of that sort of built in. Um, I mean, there's, <laughs> there's plenty of social media accounts where people are just looking for a war and this is That's another, true. another yeah. one to, another one to fight. So that is going to turn up the temperature. Um, and, and, and I realize who I'm talking to and the lo- where you're located and right. I might get some, some, some email because of this, but that's okay. The, the other part that hurts Zach is he's not the most charismatic guy mm-hmm. and when he when he presents this stuff you know he's looking down you know he's you know he's kind of reading from a script you know it, it doesn't he doesn't have the charisma and the that just radiates the conviction of what's going on so um you know some leaders when they announce something even when it's unpopular everybody starts cheering and pumping their fists because it just feels like they're being led and this it's just a different management style and i'm not trying to say that that's going to mean it's a bad team or that they're not going to do a good job this just isn't the strength in his portfolio and so that didn't help either and you have a bunch of people kind of in workout clothes participating in a zoom call there i mean there's not a lot of you know of of sort of ceremony and and you know energy to go with those picks so it gives everybody time to just kind of poke at it and you know i totally understand where Keegan Bradley's coming from, and, and he, uh, I think he has a good point that he should have been picked. And I think you can uh, you can say that for a couple players. But the other part of it is, if you don't make the team on points, you're reliant on that That's right. pick, just like the just like the NCAA tournament. You, and you can't if you didn't qualify and you didn't get picked, then you've got to do something to get yourself that automatic bid. It feels like the most certainly arrows are going towards Justin Thomas and his selection. 6-2-1 and one in the Ryder Cup. I guess that's what you kind of build upon when you're talking about him and his resume. He's done it on this in this stage, and he's done it at a good level. Still, the play has been terrible this year. Your thoughts on JT making this team? Oh, I think his play has been terrible. I mean, you, you perfectly encapsulated it. But I also don't blame Zach for saying... Hey, the, you know the 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 players on this team like Scotty Scheffler, for example. You know the 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 lead two or three guys that made this team. Part of what this is is me asking them who they want to play with, you know, what they want the team composition to be, and you know the kind of the 
the, the, the vibe in the locker room, that's an important thing for a bunch of players that don't always spend a lot of time together and are not particularly good at the team thing relative to the solo thing. So if the, if the group feels that they want Justin Thomas there, it's, you know, I can, I can see that. Sam Burns is one of uh, Scotty Scheffler's best friends on the planet. So is it surprising that that's where one of those captain's choices went? And it's a guy who won the match play this year. So, I mean, that's, you know, those, mm-hmm. those kinds of things don't surprise me. Ricky Fowler is a popular guy. He has a terrible Ryder Cup record. I mean, he's had a nice year, but his year hasn't been as good as Keegan Bradley's. Mm-hmm. I think you can make a very convincing argument that Keegan Bradley should have been picked ahead of Ricky Fowler. But this is also a TV show. You know, this, this right. is, this is, you want, you want eyeballs and you want people to pay attention, and Ricky Fowler is massively popular. Are you surprised, Matt? It sounds like um, the, the U.S. is going to be favored, at least favored over here. I'm not saying that the bookmakers across the pond, they'll be favored. But, but, but when I look at I mean, the big three, right? Hovland, um, Rahm, and McElroy, boy, oh boy, you don't have to get past those three. That That's a salty trio right there. Are you surprised that the Americans, in all likelihood, are going to be favored in this event? No, I'm, I'm not surprised just because of how deep the American team is. I mean, when, when you're able to pick Jordan Spieth and you, you know, you can, you can pick, <laughs> pick Colin Morikawa, you're picking multiple major winners as your captain's choices. That's pretty powerful. And, and I will say that the, the European team, there's an opportunity here for them, even if they don't win this time. I think they're doing, or it seems like, cause I guess that, you know, the picks aren't final yet, but, they're they're in this transition period where they had all of these older legends, you know, the types like Ian Poulter and Sergio Garcia, who were just stalwarts on the team for decades. Now you have an opportunity to put the Ludwig Abergs, you know, these younger players who are in their early 20s. I mean, Victor Hovland is 25. Mm. So you have this opportunity to put these young players on and build that next generation of, of you know, 10, 12, 15, 20 years of European Ryder Cup establishment i think even if they do lose whatever happens getting all those players some some experience in the competition is a big deal it's a huge hill to climb what about the course it's being played in well just outside of rome uh heard a few people that have been over there but certainly a different track than what we're used to what do you know it is and and i think they're going to do everything they can to set it up to favor uh european players versus american hit at high target style players but that gets more complicated as time goes on because the reality is that Rory McIlroy and John Rahm and Victor Hovland are PGA Tour players. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> they, they play all they play all the same courses that the American players play. So this, you know, the traditional idea of you know making it kind of lengthy and making it so you can be creative and run shots up. I don't know that that's even really a thing anymore. So to be honest, when you watch it, I think it's going to look more like a strategically set up PGA Tour venue than you know, watching the open championship or something like that. So uh, to me, it's the, the, the biggest piece of this. And a lot of this is, it was reminiscent. I know I talked to you when I did the big Brooks cup, Kepka cover story a couple of years ago when he mm-hmm. was getting ready for the last Ryder cup. And, you know, the, the takeaway from that interview was his, you know, how, how irritated he was about how the PGA of America didn't set the event up to work. And so the week worked, in a similar way that players were used to in terms of dealing with their teams and you know having what they needed to get ready to play. And to me, that's the biggest piece. It's who can do the best job getting players comfortable, ready to play, and not, you know, 
grousing about where they have to be and the in the programs they have to sign and the fact their their caddies have to you know can't even come in the locker room stuff like that. Well, if nothing else, uh, we're on the precipice, as you know, your Michigan State Spartans play on Friday night. College football is underway. It really gets underway starting tomorrow. And we're talking golf. Uh, the Ryder Cup, Zach Johnson, uh, if nothing else, certainly helped the sport by uh, keeping it in the forefront. Uh, Matt, thank you. We'll talk to you uh, that same week, Michigan State, Iowa, and, of course, Ryder Cup. So we'll talk to you in a few weeks. Thanks for jumping on, Matt Rudy, GolfDigest.com. Thank you, Matt. You bet. See you. Good to talk to you, Matt Rudy, on the uh, on the Ryder Cup. Our number two. Uh, we'll be joined by Paul Allen in 15 minutes. David Kaplan in about 30 minutes, thereabouts. Trent's plays of the day. Circus Sports sponsor those before we give way to Murph and Andy at one. Miller and Condon, one hour down, one hour to go on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.